I honestly do believe that being able to have a relationship with your father helps you when you are fathering, one way or another. This is Dadography, a podcast with stories and insights on fatherhood from dads around the globe, dedicated to providing you with the tools and tips to become a better dad. Hey guys, welcome to the final episode of season two, the Dadography podcast. I'm your host, Corey Ward, and today our co-host and sound engineer, Vic Brown, is on with me. Vic, how's it going, brother? Doing great, man. Another season down and feeling very, very good about this one. You know, I got to say, we got some gems and I think we got some good information that uh, we can all benefit from, you know? Right, right. Each dad had a totally unique experience uh, and insights to share with us. I mean, when you think about several of the dads uh, having been, you know, divorced and then going through those, you know, turbulent times and still trying to father in the midst of that. I mean, we've seen dads that were essentially just nomads and that they've moved from country to country with their kids and some really good stuff, really unique stuff. I, I felt like we were able to get a lot of good information that we can incorporate into our toolboxes, man. I really do. Absolutely. And in the end, what it boils down to is that there's no cookie cutter fatherhood style or, or parenting or fatherhood situation. You know, there's no perfect scenario. There are many different scenarios, many different situations. And at the end of the day, you have to figure out how you are going to adapt to that environment or, if possible, change that environment for the benefit of your children and even for your benefit as a father. Right, right. Well, you know, I think when, when everything is said and done, everyone agrees that experience is the best teacher, right? So one of the benefits, I think, of dadography is it allows us to learn from experience of other people so that we then are able to implement, you know, the good strategies that they've utilized to be awesome dads or to uh, avoid the pitfalls that they, you know, kind of give to us as warnings almost in terms of areas where they drop the ball. And for all those fathers out there that share those stories, man, I really appreciate the transparency because I think there's a, there's a level of courage that comes along with that to kind of allow your fatherhood to be an open book. So I guess as we come to the close of this season and begin to recap, I, you know, for all the guys that were on this season, I want to just publicly express to you uh, my debt of gratitude because you guys have, have really given uh, me and, and Vic, as well as all of the audience, some massive information, massive insights. So I, I thank you. One thing that I want to say is uh, there was a lot of pain in this season. You know, there was a lot of... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trials and tribulations and a lot of uh, turbulence. And there was a lot of, you know, I got to figure this out and I got to make this work uh, one way or another. So uh, definitely you're not alone. You know, when you're going through whatever it is that you're going through, you are not alone. You know, there, there are a lot of fathers out there, a lot of people out there who are going through stuff. And, you know, there are people out there who have that experience and can tell you, you know, this is what worked for me, or even professionals, even though they're not, may not, may not be fathers themselves, but there are professionals out there who 
are available and can help. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you 100 percent of it. You know, when you talk about the pain that some of these fathers went through, as you mentioned, you know, it, it, it really helps us to see that no man is an idol. Your difficulties, your challenges are not uniquely your own. Other people have been through that. And to be able to uh, to hear those stories and those experiences to be able to use them as a template for how we can become better dads is what dadography is all about. One of the dads that really stood out for me, though, was Trent. And I say that because the last thing that I expected him to say was, uh, and his wife began to have the baby right there in the bathroom. That, that was like, even while we were having the conversation, I was almost like, man, this dude just dropped the mic. I don't even know what to say. To that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was amazing. I think I used that as the episode intro or one of the, uh, Instagram posts. I mean, that right. was impactful. You know, when, when he said that, I, you can't help but to just imagine that, like what really, you know, that really happened. And of course, we couldn't put it on Instagram, but uh, after the show, he sent pictures. He's like, just in case you don't believe me. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> those pictures were heavy, man. I'm like, no, no. I mean, I believe you, man. I'm not putting those up, you know. Yeah, I'm real. telling you. They were sure. as real as it gets, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Vic, tell me, man. I mean, obviously, as a sound engineer, you had this this unique opportunity, uh, even over uh, more so over myself, wherein you spend time with these episodes and editing and, and looking at the sound quality and trying to get a cohesive uh, way of putting together the the, the insights and, and teasing out the insights. What are some of the standout insights for you this season, man? Um, and the first one really would be about mending relationships with your dad. You know, it was said several times uh, in this season. Uh, even you said it, you know, the first episode of the season with you, uh, you know, you were able to mend that relationship with your dad later in life. Uh, Cisco also did that and uh, Brandon did that. And, and you all spoke of, of that benefit, uh, that benefit for you as a person, for you as a father, and also the benefit that your kids get, you know, with having a relationship with their grandfather, you know, when Cisco said that his daughter was surprised when she heard, you know, her aunts talk about how their father was. Right. You know, and then he was like, well, you know, he didn't want to tell them that because he didn't want to basically, uh, you know, kind of like murk their relationship with their grandfather. You know, that relationship was between him and his father and not between his father and, and his daughters. So, that was right. that was that was great, man. That was great, and and it speaks volumes, you know, to be able to later in life go back and say, you know what, let's start again. Let's see how we can build, and uh, let's make this happen, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, I had a chance to share about that, uh, and my dad. I think the importance of mending the relationship is that I, I do believe there's there can be a dad shaped hole in a person's heart, and. Until that hole is filled, if, if, if possible, then you really can't be the best version of yourself for your kids as a dad, you know? So if, 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 if they're dad issues, then you're going to push extreme the other way uh, to try to avoid him uh, or the, the means by which he fathered or didn't. And 
if it's on the positive side, then you're just going to only mirror everything that he did and not try to explore to see how you can grow that that ring of fatherhood. I, I think it's just it's extremely important if you can mend the relationship with your dad. And when I thought about it, I did not think about necessarily the 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 next generation or generation that follows. But as you pointed out, Cisco said that enables the child to then have a relationship with their grandfather. And obviously we, we should minimize the importance of that, you know? Things aren't always black and white, you know? So your situation is different from other situations. It might not be as easy for you to, you know, go back and try to reach out to your father or for your father to reach out to you, you know? We, we understand those things. But I honestly do believe that being able to have a relationship with your father helps you when you are fathering one way or another. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think, I think for me, Joey mentioned how to kind of help children get a perspective that things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And the insight there is really helping your child to begin to develop a certain mindset or a worldview or perspective, a way of seeing things that doesn't allow them to embrace a victim mentality. And that's something that could just be ongoing in terms of the life of the child. I think that's an excellent seed to plant. The fact that he decided to share that bit of wisdom with us, I thought was great. That was priceless. And that goes beyond fatherhood. That that piece of information right there is applicable for everyone at any moment in life, you know, so that, that was definitely a, a great one. I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that one. So was there any other standouts that you, you look back over the season and you think, man, that was, that was good stuff. Yeah. 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 I have to say, um, Sammy, Sammy mentioned then that him and his wife, they have a parenting style that they actually agreed to a parenting style. And that's something that, wow, it kind of floored me to be honest, because when you become a parent, you kind of like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And this is how we're going to do it. But you don't necessarily sit down or, or study the scenario and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And this is what we think is going to work and come to a full agreement. I think that was an awesome insight. Uh, Cisco actually mentioned that uh, he would have preferred to have a unified front on fatherhood, meaning that he would have preferred to have that parenting style agreement before. Uh, becoming a father before deciding to have kids with, you know, with the woman he had kids with. So I, that's that's also one that, you know, even though I'm already a father, you're already a father, I think that is actually a useful insight because at the end of the day, you can probably still sit down and say, you know what, let's think about how we're going to do this. Let's think about how we're going to raise this child. So it's not something that you necessarily have to do before the child is born. You can implement that at any moment in your fatherhood or in your parenting. So I definitely like that one. The fact that, you know, uh, try to come together and try to agree on a parenting style so that the child is not confused. I think the idea of agreeing on a parenting style is fantastic, primarily because at that point, you and your wife or you and your significant other are moving forward as a unified front. And I think it would prove to be a lot more beneficial for the child to see that his or her parents uh, are unified as it relates to discipline, as it relates to you know motivation, inspiration, as it relates to 
uh, you know, their spiritual growth. Like these are the type of things that that really matter. So sitting down with with your spouse and saying, "Hey, how are we going to parent?" That's great. And I mean, I think in my case, I've been very fortunate. My wife and I, we just tend to be on the same page. Uh, but like you said, even with that being said, and even having children that are past you know, infancy, it still merits, you know, maybe after we finish having this conversation, me sitting down and saying, hey, babes, what do you think about our parenting style? And you know, where should we take it from here? What things should we give consideration to as our youngest becomes a preteen and the other one approaches 18, you know, to kind of have these ideas or these conversations together to determine that is a beautiful way to uh, to be preemptive and forward thinking on your fatherhood. So I agree with you on that, Vic. You definitely. Corey here, wanting to give you a personal invitation to follow us on Instagram. You can find us at dadography podcast it's really good because you get an opportunity to put a face with the voice that gave you some insight or some encouragement on your journey in fatherhood we look forward to having you follow us on instagram at dadography podcast another thing too that got brought up was family time usually when we think family time it it, it does center around dinner and i think that's an awesome place and time to implement it simply because, you know, we got to eat to live, right? So there, there's a there's a good slot there to do that. And I think if I remember correctly, I believe it was uh, was Sammy's dad who said, look, you know, we have to eat every night. We need to wait on an individual. And then also like the TV went off with the exception of, you know, maybe some you know huge game or concert taking place. But even with that, right, like if, if a dad selects family time, to be at dinner time, I think that's great. But remember in season one, we had a guest on from South Africa, Penny, as a matter of fact. And, you know, he mentioned how the best piece of advice he ever got as it relates to fatherhood was very simple. And it was do stuff with your kids. So maybe for your family, uh, family time may in fact be taking a walk you know, in, in the evening when the sun sets, or it may be uh, sitting around at the dining room table uh, before dinner and playing Uno. And I know a lot of families are really into television and things like that. So maybe it's a, a, a series that you all watch together, but the idea of designing and creating this family communal uh, time, I think is awesome. And I think it's awesome because it allows the father to constantly grow in knowing his kids. It sets a standard and a platform for the kids to be able to converse with him if there are some uh, challenges in their life. Uh, it also positions him to be one that can speak into their life because he's a part of it. You know, he's not some some alien who, who just drops in every now and then and, and, and passes out some rules and then takes off and goes back to planning work, you know? <laughs> One of the things that I really got from family time is that it's family time. It's not me and my son or me and my daughter. You know, it's family time. So it's the whole family. 
So the way Shoki approached it was, you know what? We're not going to start family time until the whole family is ready for family time. And we are right. going to wait. You know, that's, that was really important to me because I can spend time with my son. I can go out with my son and have a wonderful time. You can go out with your son, your daughter, have a wonderful time. But family time means the whole family. That's awesome. And unfortunately, as, as practical as that information is, right, it's, it's, and that, that insight, I think it's a fading art. I don't think that families spend, in general, as much time as could be of maximum benefit due to, you know, whatever surrounding circumstances. But I think the conscious idea of saying, okay, we need to have some family time. Unfortunately, you are right. It's not something that's really uh, appreciated or looked at as important, but it is important. I remember even like my family back in the days, we would have Sunday dinners. You know, we right, have right. family time every day necessarily, but Sunday dinners were like Sunday dinners. You know, like right, the, the right. family gets together and we're going to have Sunday dinners. You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. we even went over to other family members homes and had Sunday dinner with them, you know, but the idea was to have Sunday dinner with the family, you know, even if you do one day, two days, whatever amount, you know, it may be difficult for you to do every day, but definitely, definitely take your time out and create family time slots. Yeah. And, and Sunday dinner for me, man, was, uh, was real special as well. I remember like when my aunts and they were dating, like if they brought a guy to Sunday dinner, that's how you knew it was getting serious because Sunday dinner was the family time, you know? So it's almost like somebody's being allowed to to enter uh, into that special area of, of being considered family. Even though a lot of the dads had some pretty significant insights, I think another one that really stood out for me, Vic, was Trent, who said, you know, move forward and and forget about the past mistakes. And the reason that stood out so much, if you remember, there was a period where Trent and his son were separated. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I remember he that. Mentioned, he mentioned how normally people try to, when they reconnect with the child, they immediately go to the past. Okay, well, this, that, the other. He said, look, and, and this was his insight based on his experience. He said, look, move forward. And forget about the past. So pick up from right there. Build a relationship from there. I thought that was really interesting. I tend to think there there may be some need to kind of address some past issues, but I see his logic. I see the the stream of thought that is saying the majority of your efforts, nonetheless, need to be in the present right now. There was a Harvard study done years ago, and Essentially, it came to the conclusion that the vast majority of people spend their time in either A, the future, or B, the past, and totally forget, or not forget, but they're not able to fully experience the present moment, uh, which tends to take away from it. If you're building your relationship with the child that you're, you're reconnecting with, focus your energies on the present, present moment awareness, focusing on developing the relationship now. Uh, not trying to uh, relive the past. Right. The one thing that he also mentioned with that is unless you are asked about it or unless, you know, the child wants to know whatever, you know, then you grant them that wish and you explain to them, you know, as much as possible why this or why that. But he definitely said, you know, hey, it's time to move on. 
you know, let's move on. But if you want to know why, if you're curious enough and you ask me, I'm willing to let you know. Right, right. Understood. Anything else that stood out for you, man? JC, Swaggy Dad, he mentioned about having the perfect blueprint. And that was just like, wow, you know, it's kind of like stating the obvious, but it's, you know, sometimes the obvious needs to be stated. You know, no matter whether you had a good father or you had a bad father, you know, you have a perfect blueprint. If you had a bad father, you know how not to be. If you had a superhero father, be another superhero father, take it to the next level. Yeah, I think um, that bit of insight was uh, was unexpected, but but really, really, really profound. I remember getting off that interview and thinking, hmm, that is very much that is very much the case. You have the blueprint. And, and so that, you know, there's there's not a corner to go hiding to and shake hands with your excuses. You have the blueprint, gentlemen. Yeah, there's really no excuse. I mean, unless we're talking about some really traumatic uh, mental issue. But, you know, at the end of the day, many times, you know, you, you just don't want to. If you just don't want to, then, hey, you just don't want to. But you have the blueprint. You know, you have an idea. Or if you don't have a clear picture, there's a lot of information out here, including our podcast, you know, where you can go and try to figure things out, you know, how to be that superhero dad, how to be a better dad. You mentioned our podcast. How can they find this, man? Dadography.net, man. Dadography.net. We're also on Instagram at uh, Dadography Podcast. You know, we are there. Even in Google, Dadography, we're there. We're on YouTube, Dadography Podcast, you know. So we are on all of the major uh, podcast platforms, Dadography Podcast. Search for us and you will find us. Yeah, for sure. The Dadography Podcast can be found at dadography.net on the website. If you guys ever decide you want to leave us a comment, feel free. There is a microphone on the on the homepage towards the bottom of the screen. You can click on that and it will uh, allow you to begin recording. Even if you don't have a microphone, you can use your cell phone and we'll get that message. Uh, and let us know what you think about the Dadography podcast and the benefits uh, that it's given to you. We're also on YouTube. You just type in the Dadography podcast and we'll pop right up. All of our episodes are streamed every week on YouTube. Remember, the episodes come out every Monday. This is the close of season two. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Dadography podcast. I'm here today with your co-host, Vic Brown. And I'm your host, Corey Ward. It has truly been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Dadography. Thank you to all the dads who participated this season. Ernest, Trent, Kenny, Dave, Dwayne, Joey, JC, Damon, Jogair, Brandon, and Sammy. Thank you guys for really, you know, giving us those insights and taking time out to have a conversation with us. And being available to help other dads. We really appreciate this. And, you know, we look forward to you guys being a part of this in the future. And and if you're out there and we reach out to you and you're interested, please let us know. We are always looking for dads to tell their stories. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dadography podcast. Thanks very much for listening. I would, however, like to invite you to be a part of the show. Visit our website at dadography.net. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. Click on the microphone. Tell us your name, where you're from, and what fatherhood means to you. Remember, it takes more than DNA to be a dad.